Moto Spot Show. What up, everybody? We are back. Episode 7. We are recording here live in Gainesville, Florida. Just got done with day 3 of Minios, and uh, I'm excited to get this guest on. He's been in the industry for a long time. Used to be a decent dirt bike rider, and now is a goggle builder for the top athletes in our sport. And we are here recording. We were supposed to record with uh, Luke Greslin on Friday, but unfortunately with some personal issues um, and the hospital trip, we weren't able to do that. But we are doing this show today, and we are excited to get this guest on. Um, we come from you here today with insight about the goggle industry, about motocross, supercross, and what is to come for 2021. So with that being said, I want to introduce our guest. He is a lights champion. He is a multi-amateur champion. He is a mini-O champion. It is the one and only Dave Ginolfi from Scott. How are you, Dave? Good, man. Thanks for having me uh, in my own room on your show. But uh, no, first of all, I, like, I love the intro. Metallica it gets you super pumped up to sit, good, here and huh? talk, to sit here and talk. It's good. Yeah, I like, want to fight, and then we're just going to talk. I mean, we can fight. You'd win, but... I mean, no, I love it. I like to get, I was like, I had that other guy, you know, we, a mutual friend of ours, Daniel Blair. He mm-hmm. was my intro, but I had to clip him. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he's actually my outro, outro now. So, um, no, good intro. I like it. I just, uh, speaking of Daniel, I text him on the drive down here and I was just like listening to music and I asked him which, which gets him most pumped up. And I had a list. It was Duhast, Walk from Pantera. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It might have been Beautiful People, Marilyn Manson. That's the one he picked, which is the yeah. most pop one. So, Yeah, I feel like he. it's kind of crazy like knowing him and then him singing. Like, it's just, I think it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it is for him, but I just feel like for me, listening to myself just on a podcast is weird. So for him, I can only imagine what it's like oh, listening he, to and sing. He's pretty narcissistic, so he loves it. <laughs> he is all about Daniel. Um, but, what, you know, for you, like, like you said, we're in your room. We're at... Minios. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, it's good. I'm glad. Like I said, I pretty much booked this room just so I can do this podcast with you. Um, so we're at Minios. What year is this for you coming to Minios? In the industry, on this side of the industry, it's year six. And then racing. Racing. I did another probably six years in the okay. late 90s, early 2000s. So I'm only just, on big bikes or little bikes? Yep, too? only on big bikes. Big bikes I did Loretta's and stuff on, on uh, you know, 80s and whatever, but big bikes, Minios. Minios. Okay. So when I introduced you, you, I said you were a lights champion. That other dude that we were talking about was a lights champion. Like, how did that all happen? Like, how did you kind of get into arena cross and say, you know, I'm going to race arena cross and beat up on little kids? Yeah, no, I love beating up on little kids, I guess. But uh, it all happened. I did the whole thing. Loretta's. I was a top 10 kid there. You know, top fives here. I did pro nationals for just a couple of years. When I look back, probably should have hung on and tried longer, but... I mean, I'd make the, you know, make the motos or whatever, yeah. but never got any points, got some points in Supercross, but, uh, arena cross kind of fell on to me. I was training at GPF, uh, arena cross rider got hurt. They asked me if I wanted to go ride some. So I did, um, made a little bit of money doing it. And then it like clicked like, wait, I can like, I can make more money doing this. Yeah, and if I focus on it, yeah. And I could be like, with the equipment I have and, you know, the resources I have, I could be like a podium guy in the, what was the lights class, um, then just now 250 class. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like someone for me who still had a job and like, I wasn't trying to get on a factory team or anything. I just raced because I loved it. And yeah, you saw an opportunity to make money. Yeah. And, and it was just fun. Like, it's yeah. like, I like riding bicycles. I'm going to, if there's a bicycle race, I'm going to go race it. Not because I'm trying to be Lance Armstrong. I just, yeah. I like you enjoy it. Yeah. The competitiveness yeah. within myself. So, yeah, Arena Cross just kind of the next year went a little better and a little better. And then I figured out how to get some outside sponsors. Like a, a buddy of mine had a moving company. So like they were able to give me a gas card. So without having that's to pay sick. my own gas, I mean, that's pretty much the expense in Arena Cross. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Matt Hubert and they're making him do this race to get his Supercross points. And he's like, dude, like I had got a little gas from this person and get a little gas from that person. I'm like the gas adds up quick. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was somebody that like, I always understood like this is my hobby. Like nobody needs to give me anything for me to go do this. Like I'm yeah. gonna do this. So, oh, so you're saying you're not starting a GoFundMe to go to Loretta's? Absolutely or not. To Never. No, man. I I worked uh, to make the money to do this to spend it. And yeah, if I broke yeah. even, cool. Like this is an industry I love. I'm not one of those guys that's like nobody's given anything to me. I'm out. Like, 
yeah, it's one of those things where you kind of realize that. And I remember listening to you on a show that you kind of, your dad owned a gas station, I believe. Yep. And you kind of, you were brought up that way. Like if you want something, you got to work for it. Totally. So at a young age, you kind of, that was breeded into you. And that's really cool. And speaking of kind of getting breeded into and, and working for it, we got to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Spot Network TV. Um, this guy's been grinding really hard, trying to start a streaming service. He is one of the fastest growing streaming services in our industry from motocross, fitness, and action sports. So please check that out, guys, on the Spot Network app, um, providing all the best content and also providing you this mediocre podcast that I do with Dave today. So, um, again, check that out, Spot Network TV, Spot Network app. So huge thanks to those guys. Can't thank them enough for providing me with this um, this podcast. And we're excited. Um, like I said, this is Episode 7 with Dave Janolfi from Scott um, Sports. And like Dave said, it's he's done a lot to kind of get where he's at with work and, and grinding and knowing what he wants. But the other thing I want to talk to you about, too, is we've talked about this on last shows and past shows you have to be adapt. You have to adapt to kind of get what you want. And I believe you're from New Jersey, right? Yes. So now you're living in Salt Lake. Correct. Like, how did that all kind of happen? Like, what made you transition from being a Northeast guy to now a, um, I don't even know what Salt Lake is. It's uh, technically Southwest, which okay. blew my mind when I first moved there because it doesn't feel like the Southwest. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a choice. If I wanted the Scott gig, I had to, our offices in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So I had to move there. But the big change for me was back to Arena Cross. So that in the same year, that series ended in May. Okay. Um, my wife and I had our first child in June. I decided to take the Scott offer in September, and I moved to Salt Lake City in October. So what like year is this? 2015. Okay. So it was just a, a bunch of life choices. like Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And, and like you said, my dad owned a gas station, and I had the chance to take that business over. But that's something... It was a gas station slash car repair shop, and I'm not into fixing things like growing up around it or whatever, but that's not my passion. So like, yeah, for me, I got to do what makes me happy, not what's just yeah. in front of me. Here so, you go. yeah, yeah. So my wife quit her job at the time and we moved to Salt Lake City and four month old with no help. And, you know, all again, because I love this industry and she was obviously supportive and she knows how much I love it. So it yeah. was like, I'm not going to race anymore which I could have, like she, we were down for that, but it was like, all right, let's, I'm going to do this thing. So uh, be involved with the sport. Yeah. And it's been good. I mean, it definitely, I feel like I went like you hear about like, you know, football players or whatever, when they stop like huge identity crisis issue. Right. I mean, I'm like a fraction of whatever they were, but like I could relate to like when I stopped racing and also now I have a kid and I'm working and I'm away from my, like, it was tough. Like it was hard to figure out like what's going on. Being underneath the lights and everything. And like, yeah, I was just like, this is just like who I I don't race anymore. Like, what am I doing? Like it was like a whole new identity. Yeah. It was weird. And like I said, I mean, I just did it for fun. So I can only imagine like real professionals, what they go through. Yeah. And like, that's people have talked about that in the past, like with Dungy, like that's why he did like the Geico thing. I'm sure. I mean, and then like whatever else he was like, he was thinking about coming back racing. It's like, do these guys get that kind of that weird, like, out of the spotlight totally um i think rv you know he did monster cup and stuff so yeah i can imagine like i was never an athlete so i can't relate but it's just you do you kind of realize like you know what if i think and it's like you said it makes you wonder you know but like your wife was super positive and and supportive so i think that's what makes it super important because like that's how it was for us you know i mean from california to indiana we just packed up our shit and left so um yeah and and it was also cool because like i said my wife willingly left her job and we you know we went from a two salary family in new jersey to like a one salary or whatever but like now she works at scott as well like it's like it's all worked out really well and i and i believe that's because we followed like a passion you know right so you can kind of will what you want into yeah you you guys kind of built off each other and Mm kind of got that um and that's same with us it's it's one of those things where you do it, you don't know what's going to happen, but if it if you stay positive, kind of good things kind of come. It's, exactly. It sounds cliche, but I think it's one of those yeah, things no. where if you if you are it, it all works out in the end. So, speaking of uh, taking the Scott gig, like how did that did racing get you the Scott gig? Did making relationships? You were a Scott athlete. Like how did that all happen? Yeah, no, it, it really happened because John Knowles, who does the pro stuff, he's from Pennsylvania. I'm from New Jersey. I've known him since before he worked at Scott he ran a track in that area and I'd come race it. So we were always friends. He started working at Scott when he was super young, like 
20. I was going to say, that's, that must have been a while ago. It I was feel what? like he's been with Scott since like. It was straight age. out of, I mean, I think maybe his last year in college, he was, he was yeah. going to the races or whatever. So he's been with them for a long time. I obviously rode for them when I was racing. I think in maybe 2013 or 12, he mentioned that there was a gig just like this, but I wasn't ready to stop racing. And like the whole idea of moving, like it, I couldn't wrap my head around it yet. And then again, in 2015, he mentioned it. Yeah. And that's, you know, I knew we were going to have our daughter and everything. So I was kind of trying to f- figure out the next move. And then I just jumped, yeah, I jumped into it and was like, yeah, let's like, I want to do this. Yeah. Like it's it, like you said that you knew that you didn't want to do the car repair thing. You didn't want to do yeah. the gas station thing. She's like, what's the next best option? Right. And that kind of fell in your lap. So yeah. And in New Jersey, I mean, this is the industry I love and there's no, I mean, there's no moto jobs really in, on the East coast in the Northeast anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's, unless you want to work at a dealership and right. mean, that's only fun for so long. Um, with being with Scott and stuff, what's some of the coolest things that you've probably seen over the years? Like if it's with signing an athlete or seeing a guy, like what, what do you love about like kind of the Scott gig? Is it seeing a new, like, you know, you were there when, um, the 89 was out and all that was out, but then like, I'm assuming you were part of the prospect development. Like what was that kind of like? Yeah. I mean, so my first year we still, we didn't have the prospect yet. So it was the hustle and I feel like we weren't the most popular at that, at that point. Like we had lost some of our traction or whatever. So then within that first year when we launched the prospect and then I was handed all the amateur races and build an amateur team and stuff. So like it really helped having that goggle, but like where I've seen it grow in the last six years now, it's, it it was, that was awesome. I mean, people wanted to be in the goggle and I mean, it's a great product. So that was cool. Some of the young kids that we've had since I started that are now, I mean, some have gone on to the pros, but some are like, like a Seth Dennis. I mean, we picked him up when he was like probably four or whatever. And now, you know, he's, I don't know, 10 maybe. Okay. But like just watching kids like that grow, like for me, like I've done, you know, I, I do a lot of the pro races. I do the amateur races, but for me, being at the amateur races is the coolest and most eye-opening thing. Cause I remember when I was an amateur kid, I wasn't at that elite level and I always had an idea of what those elite kids were like. Yeah. And now that I know them, I'm like, Oh, they're like super normal kids. Like I wish yeah. I didn't have like a, this fear of these kids. When like I this was, judgmental. Yeah. Like yeah. I just thought like they had all this, like they were just like, untouchable. Handed everything. Yeah, yeah. Now I just realized like, no, they're just, they hone their craft and they're just like normal kids. Like that's the coolest yeah. part for me. I mean, pros are pros. Like, you kind of know what you're going to get with that, but yeah, but yeah, it's building that relationship with the families mm-hmm. and seeing how down there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many families in the sport are like, you know, hey, come over have dinner. Or, yeah, hey, like all of them. Yeah, they're, they're all, all just yeah. so like, like you help them, they help you. Like, there's, you know, you might get a few one percent that are like, kind of like give me my stuff and I'll see you later. Right. But for the most part, like everybody's like super like family. It yeah. seems like, and I think that also. Back to when I first took this job, my wife was staying at home with our daughter and she'd come to the races for the first two years. Like, I think that really molded my daughter's social skills because like everybody's so friendly and talkative and like, so like seeing her outside of moto, like she's friendly and talkative and like, it's just from all of that embracement that this industry gives to people. Yeah. I I mean, I know for me, this industry's definitely kept me out of a lot of trouble and I can only imagine with you being in New Jersey, it's probably kept you out of a little trouble. So, um, I'm thankful for what it for sure. What does that mean? What do you, what's wrong with New Jersey? I mean, this seems like New Jersey, like you see like stuff on TV, like the mobsters and stuff. Like, isn't it like crazy in New Jersey? No? Uh, I mean, hey, whatever you want to think. I don't know. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, for sure. Jersey's awesome. I, I want to go visit. <laughs> Stay out. I think that's what everybody's saying in Idaho right now with California. <laughs> like, no. Dude. I've never been... Um, there's some good tracks though too. Like, isn't Field of Dreams and stuff in New Jersey? There, English Town would be the one that yeah has the most history. And there's a big race there too, Kawasaki uh, Race of Champions. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard that's a really good. I've never been, but how is that like? Is that still a pretty big one, but not like what it was no, 15 not, years ago? Yeah, not like what it was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, just because the way the sport has gone. But obviously, as we're seeing here and we've seen all year, like entries are crazy yeah. up so yeah maybe maybe it gets back to that god dude five th- over cap five thousand they cap it no more people in the gates i from what i was told they couldn't i mean i don't think they have enough time <sighs> yeah so if nobody knows like or if people are just listening to this we are hearing over five thousand or close to five thousand entries this year at minios like it's insane yeah um the event is this the sport is on the gas and i know i'm 
proud to be a part of it. And I know you're proud to be a part of it. Like the 21 goggles are starting to come out. Mm-hmm. I was over there in your booth for, I don't even know how long, 10, 15 minutes. And I think I, my activity level, my polar was like yeah, wide no. open. Yeah. People are excited. Yeah. The goggle looks really good. Um, now let's kind of talk a little bit about the goggle from the prospect now to the fury. What's the biggest, like, would you say people are most pumped on about the goggles at the foam? Is it how big the lens is? Like what's, what's the feedback you're getting on the goggle? Yeah, I think, I think at first that traction was the field division yeah. first couple of years. And then we've um, had some running changes in the foam ever since. And I, I would say that's probably the biggest draw because I think the field division now with all the goggles kind of look like that. So yeah. it's not so, so so drastic. People aren't like, wow, but our foam, uh, the way we thermoform in the nose area and our no sweat foam people really dig that yeah and i i've heard like the old goggle with the gray foam and i uh, it would pinch the nose a little bit for some and, yeah yeah some of them for people and then the, now the new foam like everybody's saying it's so comfortable and it fits like every helmet yeah no definitely i mean people's faces obviously are all different and that's why we came out with the fury because even with our updated foam the prospect maybe still doesn't fit someone so the fury um com- combats that a bit and kind of gives a more variety for other people yeah and that just heads up for you guys the fury is going to be your in um you know goggle starting at 50 bucks but it's going to share the same lens and same tear off as a prospect but you're going to get a thinner strap and then no more and then no thermoform right yeah no outriggers just a couple little small details yeah not even performance based just we needed to you know find a way to make the price a little bit more attractive for some people yeah and i think what i like about your goggles now compared to 10 years ago is it's like Pretty much the Prospect and Fury is the most popular, and those take same lens, same tariff. Yeah, simplified, especially for you know dealers and reps, and that's that's our. We try to do everything for our dealers. We know they're the lifeline of the sport. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, I talk about it every episode, but that light sensitive lens is so good. Yeah, I mean it's it it's actually nice. works. Yeah, it's great. I mean, if you uh, if you're not into changing your lenses, it's you kind of just run that one all day, and depending on the conditions, it's going to work. Yep, and then. Uh, you know, your your guys' tear offs are only ten bucks. You got laminated, and then also your roll offs is one of the widest roll offs in the market, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, a lot of people are coming out with that, you know, that same wide field of vision. But yeah, yeah really excited about our uh, film system. Yeah, I think I was at a, a trail ride event, and I somebody's like, "Well, what makes this got better than this other company?" And I'm like, and I pull out the roll off film and I mm-hmm. show them the height difference, and I'm like, yeah. "That's the difference." Like, yeah, oh 50, god, I'm fifty sold. millimeters. Yeah, I'm sold. Like, that's all I had to do is show them the difference in the height of the the roll, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. that's night and day. But for uh, for Scott, you know, you're doing mini O's, so like, what's it like for mini? Like, we'll talk a little bit about mini O's since we're here. Um, what's it like? You know, you got probably I don't even know how many athletes you have, but like, what do you guys kind of do for mini O's? You get here thursday ish and then do you just bring like a hundred pair of goggles or what like how many how many riders or how many goggles do riders get if they're an elite guy or yeah so our elite you know like our the way i try to do it with our elite riders is you know any past loretta champs kind yeah. of is kind of how how we'll base it but um i mean here it, it really all depends like you have some kids who i can build a goggle for and it can last them three days yeah and then there's other people that it could even be the same motor they come off the track and you're like was there mud out there like you don't it's just like yeah. it's so weird more people, dirty than others yeah, yeah. it's like dude like i don't get it sometimes but yeah it all depends but i mean all of our riders that we have now they're all they're very appreciative and they don't abuse it so yeah. i mean not that many goggles i mean obviously we're rebuilding uh lenses tear off things like that but as far as like goggles Goggle itself, frames, not, yeah. yeah not too many that's awesome yeah yeah, I think the goggle kind of speaks for itself. It's also made in the USA, which is a huge plus. Yeah, There's not a whole lot of companies that could say that. And I think that's helped with your guys' fulfillment rates, especially for us at WPS. It seems like the goggle inventory has been really strong lately. Um, but the other thing a lot of people don't realize is there's not a whole lot of people at Scott. It's uh, only a yeah. handful of you, if that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. Um, you know, Scott USA has a couple divisions. There's the bicycle division, the ski yeah. division. We just brought back the running division and there's the moto division. But um, as far as moto itself in the USA, there's only three of us. Oh my so God. that's between, so nuts. Between athletes and sales events and purchase, per, yeah, POs from yeah. us, best us distributors. Yeah, I mean, there's three of us. So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's we're a very successful company with a great history, but yeah, there's three people grinding it out right now in the u.s so yeah so you're building goggles on saturday and sunday and shipping po's for 
WPS on Monday. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool too because it's such a small team. Like we're in contact all day long. It's right. Like, yeah. I mean, I like it. It's all I know, but I do like it. Yeah, and everybody's super. Rad. I'm not just saying that because of you know working for the company, but you and Primo and Noels, like you guys are all super passionate, all into the sport, and it, it makes it fun to sell your product. Um, so that's what I love about it. And of course, the goggle is really good, but. On the pro side, you uh, you did Salt Lake a few rounds of Salt Lake this year. What was that kind of like being in Salt Lake, being close to home and stuff? Was uh, the goggle prep kind of the same, or you know what was that kind of what was that whole COVID Salt Lake thing like? Yeah, it was uh, leading into it. There was a, there were a lot of questions. I was pretty nervous about the whole stick up the nose or whatever. But yeah, dude, that, that's rough. Yeah, like I was like in line for it, and I'm like, oh, do we really need someone at this race? Maybe I'm not going to go. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I didn't. I was. I had to do it one time, and like I literally sneezed all over the lady. Uh, <laughs> it was not. Yeah, good. I didn't. Luckily, but uh, no, that that part was fine. So um, yeah. I mean, it was weird not having fans, but then by like the fifth round, it's that's just normal. Like that's yeah. how society is. You know, it's just you get it, you adapt to it. But uh, goggle prep wise, no. I mean, I would build in my garage like the morning of. Yep, and. Then I would just bring the van up and do it. I'd ride my bicycle home for lunch and then ride back. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, I mean, I was half a mile from the stadium. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it was cool. Um, One one morning, though, uh, I went to go, it, was, it was like the mud, the mud round. Okay. So I woke up at like 5 because I knew it was, you know, I needed to do a little extra stuff. And I go to go out to my garage and I see my gate is open from my backyard. And I'm like, oh, like maybe the wind blew it open. Yeah. And then I see my garage window is wide open. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So I'm like, wait, I don't want to go in there. Like someone obviously went into my garage, like all the gog, everything was in there. Right. So I call the police. They took forever to get there. Um, and I'm thinking like my mountain, like everything's stolen. Goggles are gone or whatever, yeah. but, uh, nothing was stolen. Right. It still delayed me because I had to wait for the police and a report and everything. But, that, right. but, uh, yeah, that was weird. So it was like, like you never really figured out what happened. It was just, no, they didn't take any, deal. they didn't take yeah. anything. Huh. So but you're like, I definitely didn't open that window and that gate. I yeah. definitely didn't leave so open. It's creepier that they didn't steal anything. Right. Like, had they stolen something, it'd be okay. Like, I, it makes sense. Yeah. But the fact someone just like went in my garage and didn't take anything and there's lots of stuff to take, like super creepy. Yeah. It's like almost like they went in there just to find like shelter and then bounced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, that anyway, that, that was, sorry. I yeah. No, you're good. Like, that's what we like. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> but um, we ramble on this show. But yeah, no. Gog- so for like Supercross or something, basically wait actually real quick you made a good point there you said you prep differently like so like what's a what do you guys prep differently for mud races of course you do roll-offs and stuff but do you guys do anything inside the goggle or anything different to the goggle to well, kind of help yeah maybe um you know more stacks of tear-offs for that round okay. uh, ceiling tape ones that we have special for that yeah so it doesn't sound like a lot but when you add a stack or two on 40 40 goggles it's yeah. time consuming right so um yeah that that's all what i meant but um yeah, so for like Supercross, depending on how many guys we have, they usually have three practices, then a heat and a main. So they get a new pair for every time they hit the track. Right. But again, like I was saying, even with the amateurs, the pros are the same. There might be a dude that he wears, I give him, you know, three goggles for practice. He wears one the whole time. Yeah. And there's other guys that's, there's three practices and somehow they need four goggles. So, so yeah, it just depends on, so you're ready. You got kind of like your bag and you kind yeah. of write everybody's name on it and go yep. through it. Um. Uh, so with the COVID and stuff, when somebody didn't, because I know like mechanics, so were you guys kind of pretty much giving the mechanics like all the goggles and saying, here's the goggles? Because I know like in the past, like you and some other goggle guys will be behind the starting gate yeah. with goggles ready to go, yep. but you guys couldn't do that. So like you pretty much had to give it to the mechanics or like how that all work? Yeah. So um, they'd have a table set out like by their rig or whatever, and it was kind of like a drop off. Okay. So like I would drop off the goggles and then pick them up after practice so, and do that, but the hard part was normally we're down there and we have spares, we have podium goggles. So like we couldn't do that. Mechanics right. already have so much stuff. So they kind of couldn't take all of that. And there was like a, there was a round in Salt Lake where they had the red flag it. And like, I that, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was kind of like a, I hope you guys are good. Like, yeah. So yeah, that was stressful, but yeah, I mean, it, it worked. They did what everything, they needed to yeah, do. Everything yeah. did worked out to be what is, what it's supposed to do. Um, as far as like, being with you know you guys been with pc for i don't even know how long um how, 30 years yeah like do you know much about how that relationship developed or how that is all no like, I, I mean definitely don't quote me on any of it but i believe yeah. i believe mitch back when he rode yeah. wore scott goggles um 
so I think he always he always liked Scott. He knew that you know it was a well made company. And then when he started his team, I believe he still got support. Yeah, from when he was racing. Okay. And then I think it just kind of just hung just around. Just developed from there. Yeah. And Knowles has a relationship with all those guys and, and whatnot. It seems like he's been taking care of them, so there's really no reason to switch. So yeah. it's And I think that's the other thing, too, is like their marketing strategy is really good, too. And I think that's kind of helped with the prospect as well. As it seems like that team's very uniformed and very, like, it's just, it's the A team. You know, you have that and Star. and Well, you did have Geico, but not yeah. anymore. But it seems like a lot of people look at those teams and, and look at the products they wear. So Definitely. First. And, you know, Mitch's team for a long time was the most winning. I mean, it still is, probably has the most wins. Yeah, out of his door speaks for yeah, itself. It's yeah, it's gnarly. But, um, yeah, Mitch has, done a, has been really successful. And, yeah, we've been a part of that. So for you as a racer, like doing what you did and just having fun and doing all that and then like going to the races and seeing like Mitch's program and walking to that semi and it's like, does it ever make you kind of think like, you know, like what, what if, or like, holy shit, like this is gnarly. Like, yeah. Do you get any of those like weird vibes when you go into the, I, I definitely don't, I don't think what if, but yeah. I'm, I'm just, I think like, wow, this is like a whole different sport, a whole different world from like what I, how I was doing it. Yeah. Um, a couple things though, like I do wish back when I raced, say like in the premier arena cross class, like I was, you know, top tens, fifths, fourths, whatever. But like, say I got the start, say I got a whole shot. Yeah. And I dropped back to like fifth or sixth. I'd be like embarrassed and like this, like, oh, that was terrible or whatever. Like, I wish I learned how to embrace like, it's okay to get a good start and get past. Yeah. Like I was so like, I don't know. Like I watched like a Justin Brayton. He can get a whole shot, lead for a couple laps and whatever. And like, that's awesome. People are pumped on that where I used to be like so mad at myself. Like. Yeah, that James Stewart mentality. Like, if you weren't like up front or yeah, winning, yeah, but I don't have his skill set, so I well, need like, to nobody does. reality. <laughs> yeah, but nobody does. Yeah, but. no. But so things like that that I, that that I'll, competitive spirit though, you're saying it just almost hurts you a little bit. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with getting a start and not winning. Yeah, like I would, I just you know, being at the races more now, and I see that stuff, and it's like, as a racer in that moment, you think all the eyes are on you and everybody's judging you. But like now that I'm on this side of the industry and i'm watching it and it's like no man that was cool like good job like you yeah you led you for got, five laps yeah you got eight more rounds left <laughs> yeah. yeah so stuff like that but yeah and i think that's kind of a lot of us as racers we get into that moment especially even at practice like you can't get around a guy you know you're faster but you can't get around him and it's just like almost pisses you off or ruins your day and you're like yeah. dude like fuck like that dude wouldn't get out of the way or whatever and so i get it like i like i said i wasn't a big time racer but i think like you said when you put the helmet on that competitive spirit comes out it's yeah it's a whole new ball game but as far as your racing career goes and and whatnot did you uh did you ever go like overseas or anything like that yeah i got to uh do some races in germany and switzerland okay so that was cool and then again being from new jersey i would do a lot of stuff in canada okay oh yeah you did not, like not the, overseas but but yeah I get, but you did the outdoors did you do that i did stuff? outdoors and then yeah. during my arena cross stint they had a quebec had a really cool arena cross series so i would go up there yeah i rode for a little team up there so that was super fun heck yeah um and then where's scott europe out of switzerland it is switzerland yep. so have you been to that yep, one? i've got to go a couple times what's that like it's cool i mean it, the building is massive it's, is it really yeah it's incredible um I was supposed to go over in March for another advisory meeting we had, but yeah. that was right when COVID hit. So haven't been back since then. <clears throat> Everything's virtual, but yeah, it's really cool over there. Yeah. I, I've heard really good things and I've never been, but you know, you hear like the Swiss Alps and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, but I know like in Europe, your guys is like moto sides pretty bigger. Like you guys do gear and boots and helmets and all that stuff over there. Yeah. They do the whole gear and everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's different over there with, you know, they don't have distributors and all that. Right. Yeah. Everything's kind of direct. Yep. Have you guys ever talked about bringing that stuff over, over here into the U S or uh, it's, I don't think it's something you we, guys don't really want to deal with it. Nah. Cause you got fly and you got Fox yeah, and you I got mean, all those companies. Yeah. We'd like to focus on goggles. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it easy too. like, you know, you already hear people nowadays saying, well, you can't wear a fly helmet with a Fox, right? Fox. So it's like, if you guys did try to make gear, people are like, well, I can't wear Scott goggles with this. I have yeah, to, you yeah. know what I mean? See, it's right now you guys are so unisex. It's it's perfect. Yeah, and like we were talking about earlier, there's three of us. Yeah, so. yeah. You don't need more on your plate. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, as far as mini O's goes, what do you think is is better for our sport? Do you like the supercross side of it or the motocross side? Do you wish the supercross was a little more supercross ish, ish, if that's a word, <laughs> or do you kind of like how they how they do? They do the weak 
you know, three days supercross, three day outdoors. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great how they do it. I think the track is exactly how it needs to be. Yeah. Um, outdoor track's cool. I mean, I remember years ago when I did it as a kid, we had the um, TT, which was like a circle oval track. Oh, really? There was also like a woods like a GNCC kind of deal. Yeah. So the, it was those two plus supercross and motocross. But okay. No, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. This is probably my favorite event to go to. Yeah. The tracks looks like they changed a little bit and they have like that three on that yep. looks kind of sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. That three on. Yeah. They added that a uh, couple little sections and yeah, it's cool. Cause it, they hadn't changed it for quite a few years. So, so what do you think about the racing so far? Like I watched, the plus 35 class today mm-hmm. or yesterday like parabinos and brad smith yeah like did you watch it or no i got to see a little bit of it but not too much i don't know much about brad smith but paul seems like he still rips yeah no paul paul rips brad does too i mean brad got fourth at loretta's okay um so yeah those guys are no slouch i mean and there's another guy too michelle mac michelichek or something like that uh i can't pronounce his last name matusik matusik yeah yeah he's uh i believe from georgia okay i guess he like rips too yeah i mean he's yeah, like i said none of them are i mean yeah no slouches off, yeah i mean yeah. keith harrison's here yeah super fast plus 25 right yeah yeah um but you got him covered you next if you're racing would you have him covered i'm not racing so there's, <laughs> we got to talk about who's racing right now and those guys are ripping um but yeah a class is good i mean yeah, so who do you, so out of the A class, we got some guys trying to get points. We got Max, who's a Scott athlete. Max Volan, yeah. Yep, and then we got LeBlanc and Romano. Um, like, out of those guys, of course, I know you got to talk about Max, but out of those guys, like, do you think, who do you think is going to step up come Supercross? I think Max for sure. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had the great, great results here. Um, I think it's probably weird for him. He's been riding a full-on Supercross track, and he came to this. And there's no whoops or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, pro- it's probably just weird for him right now. Well, I got to talk to him a little bit yesterday. Um, and like, yeah, it's this everything here is doable on a 65. Yeah. So it's not like anything here is big or separating. Yeah. And he's here to get points. He, he signed factory KCM. So, yeah, he has nothing to prove. Exactly. So it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, like a third or a second or a fourth is okay. Like, yeah. let's get our points and let's get the hell out. Yeah. No, I mean, I still expect when the gate drops for the main, he's going to want to win. And yeah, of course. But um, yeah, LeBlanc rode really well. Yep. Who uh, Nate Thrasher is riding well. Yeah. Levi Kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen's going yeah. really well. And he's speaking of that three on. He's like not even doing that. And he's still winning. Oh, well, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to watch really a whole lot of racing. I just kind of been with you know how great the service is out here so kind of just been doing a little racer tv when i get a chance or looking at live timing but it seems like that whole those that open pro 250 450 like it's all pretty stacked uh who's in b that's pretty fast right now i didn't get to watch b gavin towers romano's actually in b oh b okay romano yeah Yeah. gavin towers i didn't know gavin moved up yep yep Uh, you got evan ferry on 125 yep uh talon hawkins in the b class yep and who else did I want to see? Oh, Daxton Benick. Okay. Um, is Daxton riding 125 too or schoolboy? He's riding two, two oh, 250s. Yeah. Okay. So, and then for 85s, you got Hayden, right? No. He's on Super Mini, I believe. Yeah. And possibly 125. Somebody say he's on 125. Yeah. So, who do you have in those classes? Uh, well, yeah. So, this race is always weird because people are moving up. So, yeah. a lot of my Super Mini kids are now riding. 125 and, and 250s. Okay. So you got you have Daxon, right? Yep. Yep. So you got Daxon and then I have Gavin Towers. Gavin Towers, Evan Ferry, Hawkins. Yeah. So yeah, you guys got a max. So I mean, you guys can definitely get some titles after yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. No, we're looking good. And then the women's class, we have Jordan Jarvis, yep. Hannah Hodges, Taylor Allred. Okay. So you got yeah, you got all the top yeah. pretty much all the top females in that in that one. I think for motor, like motocross, it's going to be, it's interesting to see these kids transition from supercross and then go into motocross. It's like, they will be a super, like a superstar on supercross and win a title. And then in outdoors, it's like they struggle or vice versa. Like supercross, you won't hear anything about them. And then outdoors, they'll come out swinging. Yeah. And I mean, it could all start with a, a bad gate pick, which leads to a bad heat race, which leads to a bad mindset. Yeah. And then they're just waiting for outdoors to come. And then all of a sudden they're like, reborn on fire yeah Yeah, it's like a fresh restart i think that's what makes this race cool is like you can have a couple bad couple days and then and then start over restart yeah we're like loretta's you had a cut bad couple days and you're like shit right you're maybe going home yeah you're like i'm over it yeah (laughs) yeah 
it's a lot of money on the table. Um, and then what's that? Are you going to AZ Open too or no? No, I'm not. Okay. So what's after this? Just get ready for Supercross? Yeah, some Supercross rounds uh, and then Spring Nationals in March. Okay. Um, do you on guys... The, on the race side of things. Okay. And then I'm doing air quotes right now, but in off season, do you guys do like any goggle testing or prep with your athletes or is it kind of just like, here you go, like, you know, here's yeah, your not, goggles? Not in the not in the off season, but for sure just throughout the season when, when yeah. things pop up and we'll... We'll send some stuff out, yeah. Okay, and kind of do some testing. Do mm-hmm. you guys have any plans for anything new coming out, or is it kind of just try to improve the prospect? Because the prospect's great to my, but I know with technology, there's always new technology coming out, so you guys are probably always looking at those aspects as well, too. So um, do you guys have anything that is yeah. the, anything you could talk about or not talk about? I mean, nothing specifically, but, yeah, we're definitely – I mean, I think, like, we're our, in our meetings, we're already talking about, like, 2023 and stuff. So it's yeah. – so it's kind of like with the gear companies, like our gear, our twenty 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 two is already done, and yeah. we're already working on twenty twenty three. Yep. Okay. So same for the goggle stuff. Yeah. Too. But okay. I mean, nothing, no drastic changes or anything. Yeah, just new graphics. Yep, new graphics. Yeah. Couple, you know, maybe some different lenses and things like that. But. Couple LEs. You know, I like my oh, LEs. Oh, for sure, Dave. for sure. We definitely, <laughs> you know, probably about, you know, three or four a year. We'll have yeah. some stuff. Yeah. So next year, no San Diego, but you guys might do like an Arlington or a. Yeah. Or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You'll definitely see some stuff. Some cowboy blue for Daniel. God. <laughs> How bad does he blow you up for Evan's goggles? Does he get does he need goggles once a week? Is is Evan already? Yeah, he hits me up, hits me up, hits me up, and then like I send him and stuff and he doesn't there's no thank you. There's no hey, I got them. It's just <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah, we got it. Clip you. Clip him. Clip him. He's the worst. Um now for you, do you have any plans to get back on a dirt bike? Do you ever want to get back on a dirt bike? No, I have no no plans at all to get back on one. But I mean, not for any reason. Like, yeah, I think you it, love mountain biking. Yeah, but I don't even really ride mountain bikes right now. Okay, I just had our we had our second child and stuff, and it's just yeah. kind of where my time's at. But yeah, I mean, I raced here two years ago. Um, it was awesome. I think people that race are awesome. It's just yeah, it's just not what I'm into. At the like, not that I'm right. not into it. It's just not yeah. what I got going it's on. Not, like, it's not your focus right now. No, but I think yeah. it's awesome, and I wouldn't discourage anyone. I you know I'm not like. I'm over it or anything like that. Like it's yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not top of your priority list. No, You're no. not like, I have to have a new 2021 Honda 450. No, not at all. But I mean, I'll, I watch every race. Like I'm yeah. so Super engulfed into in it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. So two kids now, any of them you see maybe being in the dirt bikes? Well, I know the new, you just have newborn. Yeah, so of course you can't gauge that one. Months, so, but yeah, but I will say, cause I know your daughter rips on a strider. Yeah. 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 No, she's, she loves it. Um, but I think she's going to go more. She's like super into like, like adult movies and like acting and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like she's got like that fancy. She can like, like cry if she wants to for no reason. Like it's oh, scary. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're going to have your hands full. Right. So we keep talking about acting lessons and stuff, but then we're like, do, but what if she's like really good? Like, do we want to lose our child to like. Yeah. The acting yeah, to the so, fame. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But uh, are guns legal in Salt Lake? I don't know. Uh, no it idea. sounds like you're going to need one. You, you know what? They are. They are. Okay. Because people walk around with them in the park. Are they there? Okay. We're just like, That's why? Get, yeah, it's like, weird. No one's coming <laughs> you for you. You're going to do it in a park. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but my son, I do, because I'm working from home with him. Yeah. And I'll just put motocross on, or supercross on for background noise and whatever. And yeah. he like, just, that's he's traumatized. Like, yeah. Like, like he loves it. Yeah. He's like focused on it. So yeah. would we'll you see. want him to do a moto? Yeah, I'm down for it. If okay. I, yeah. You know, because like a lot of moto dads are like, dude, no, like my kid's getting golf clubs and he's yeah. getting baseball. Like I said, I mean, I'm this industry is awesome. It's yeah. giving me a bunch, so I, I'm all about it. Yeah, same. I, I mean, I don't know where I'd be without, like I couldn't see me myself having like a nine to five, like a uh, real like desk job. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's not but, for everyone. No, for sure. Um, What else? What else? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm going to go back here to my notes and see um, what was I going to ask you about. So for Supercross and Motocross, um, do you guys have anything planned or any riders you can talk about for 2021? I know you guys just got some Shimoda. So like, yeah, let's talk PC. about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let's talk a little about that. Like, so when you guys get a new rider, like what's that like for like a relationship with you guys? Is it kind of like do you guys make relationship with these riders? Because I know it's only like like March Banks, for instance, you guys had him as an amateur yeah, i had him through the amateur and then now he's pro and i don't know what he's wearing next year for club right but like what's that like when you when you kind of build a relationship or starting a new relationship with an athlete like what's that kind of like for you i mean it really all depends on that individual athlete some people you continue that relationship and you're texting and it's whatever and then there's some people 
that they're kind of standoffish from the get go and it's just all business. Right. Like Justin Cooper, like I was, I've been friends with him for a long time and I had him as an amateur and then he had to go to a different one for star. But like, I mean, him and I still talk to each other and it's like, yeah, yeah. He's just still same with like that Pierce, mutual, that Pierce mutual Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's just some that you just, you form a relationship with regardless. Yeah. No, I think, and that's how it is. You know, even for me, like when you have new, de- when you have dealers, you know, there's a lot of turnover in our industry. So you have parts managers that come in and, and go and but you'll still have that relationship with them and talk to him so i i get that aspect for sure for um goggle wise though is there guys that are easier to work with is there guys that are more picky than others because i know there's another guy out there that's that's got a number of two two and mm-hmm. i know sometimes he can be kind of picky on stuff but do you guys have a lot of people that are picky on goggles or is it pretty kind of turnkey yeah i mean it's it's you definitely have people that are picky you know whether they're right, wrong, whatever. That's just what yeah. that's what they're Customers feeling. Customers always right, Dave. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, some people might flip flop from a gray and a clear lens all day long and not really yeah. know what they want. And it's you know once you stack tear offs on there, it's like hard to keep swapping things. But right. I mean, that's really it. I mean, everyone's yeah. pretty good. It's we've all found the best thing to do is not ask how was it or like yeah. do you need anything because they're going to yeah but like good. it's going to change your mindset yeah so like. Yeah, you let them do their thing. You kind of stay out of their way and everything's always fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, over the years, like, I remember, like, rose lenses were, like, a mm-hmm. huge deal. And, like, I don't know about now, but it seems like nobody uses rose lenses. But is that still kind of, like, a thing? Yeah, I mean, we we have some stuff with rose lenses. People really do like that rose lens. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I've never ran it, but I, like, I think my favorite is probably that silver chrome and then that, like, orange-red mirror. Yeah. And, of course, the light-sensitive. Yeah, that um, silver chrome is, you know, it's a silver chrome when you look at it, but when you're looking out, it's like a gray base. Yeah. So, with your guys' goggles, are you, did you feel putting a clear lens in the box was, like, a huge selling point, or is that kind of just, like, one of those things where you guys wanted to kind of be different? Because I feel like it, for us, on the rep side... That's pretty a pretty good selling feature. Like a lot of people don't know that it actually comes. They're like, oh, it's a hundred bucks. Well, you're getting a goggle that's amazing, made in the USA, but then you're getting a clear lens. Yeah. So like, has that been pretty good feedback for you guys too? Yeah, I think so. But I I feel like I always find people that are like, oh, but there's no tear offs. Yeah. So it's like yeah. people always want no matter it's like what ten dollars guy for twenty bucks. But yeah, but like <laughs> no matter what you want, they're always gonna want a little extra. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think having a clear lens in there is definitely awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's one of those things to where if you can offer at least something to where, yeah. if, you know, they feel like they're getting something for their purchase, it, it's a win-win. Definitely. For speaking of people wanting things, like how's that been for you, like with sponsorships and stuff? You know, I know this, we've been here three days and everybody's like, what do I gotta do to get sponsored? So yeah. how's, how's that for you being at all these amateur events and kind of telling kids like, hey, like I know you want to be sponsored, but like, you know, we're kind of already full. Yeah, that was, uh, again, like, for my racing days, like if I wanted something, I, I had no problem going to buy it because I knew it's what I wanted and that was what was what, what you needed to do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So when I first took the job, I was pretty blown away by how many people wanted, like expected so much. It seems like a lot of entitlement, entitlement going on. Which yeah. I, I think it's not so bad anymore. I don't know if I've helped kind of explain it to a lot of them, how it works or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, people definitely want sponsorships and they want a huge discount and it's yeah. it's crazy because no other sport is like that like, that's just what i was gonna say it's like where else do you get that to yeah really i mean like, no high school football player is really going out there and getting nike's not giving them cleats and stuff like that or right. like it's crazy like you offer i mean even a dealer if a dealer offered somebody 50 percent off and they're like oh you can't you can't help me out yeah it's like no that that's a huge help like imagine you went out to a restaurant with your family and you got 50 percent off you'd be ecstatic Pumped. yeah you probably eat that restaurant every day right but in the moto world for some reason 50 people off. are bummed on that yeah I, and that's always what i've wondered too like and i'm glad you bring that up because it's like you you do all this and you get all this and then like six months goes by and somebody offers 52 percent off mm-hmm. and then like they're gone oh for sure and it's like where did we go wrong? Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't pe- know. People always say like you're only as good as your last handout. So like, yeah. But I forgot is that, I forgot who used to say that all the time. I just it's something I've always heard since I started working. Just yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I think it was Bob Lowry. I think Bob Lowry could used be. to say that all the time. Could be because I think yeah. I heard it from Knowles, who probably got it from Bob. from Bob. Yeah. So yeah, that part of it's just always always blows my mind that people just expect <clears throat> expect so much. 
my throat's dry. We got, we got no <laughs> water in here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I hear you. And then the other thing I think is always funny is, you know, people spend so much money on their bike and horsepower parts and all this stuff that who knows if they need or not at that, at that yeah. skill set. But then it comes to the goggles and they're like, I want the cheapest ones. Or helmet. Yeah. Dude. It's like the cheapest for your 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 head and your eyeballs that you're not going to be able to replace. Like, Yeah. I don't get it. Like, yeah, like I those don't things get are it. important. And it's not just like this in the dirt. It's like that in the street market too. Like someone will go buy a 15000 or $12,000 street bike and they'll get like a jacket or no jacket or they'll be like, what's the cheapest helmet you got? And like, dude, you're going to be going 120 yeah. miles an hour when you leave here and you want the cheapest thing you can put on your head? Yeah. Like it just, yeah, I don't get it. Me neither. Cause like, you know, a hundred dollar goggles that are like, they can't believe that it's that expensive, but it's like, that's your eyes, man. Like, yeah, your eyeballs, like, like let's get real. Right. You could take a dirt clod. You could take a, a rock yeah. or anything like you don't, you want to protect your head and like, I don't get it. Like, but I mean, that's, that is the cool thing about, I would say our industry though, too, is that we have some really cool products and like the people that are willing to spend the money actually notice the difference. Yes. Like, I don't know how many times I've had somebody say, Oh, let me try on those $60 goggles or those $50 goggles. And you're like, okay, how they fit? Oh, they feel okay. And then you're like, all right, here's a prospect and here's a fly formula helmet. Mm-hmm. How's that feel? Yeah. Oh my God. Night yeah. and day difference. Like, yeah. so I do love that part about it when you can see the excitement when they do try on actually quality product. So I will say that's pretty neat. Yeah. Um. So do you feel going into 2021, do you think Corona will still kind of like, of course there'll be a thing, but do you feel like it's going to hurt your guys' uh, production and hurt your, your, your athletes or anything like that? Or do you guys feel like going into 21, you're, you're forecasting pretty strong? Yeah, I think I don't see any difference. I think we're, everything will be fine. Everything if everything stays as, as it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see any issues. Okay. Um, so as far as your prospect goes right now, like what would you, what would you say is kind of one of your popular colorways? Do you have like a, a favorite or what would you say yours? Uh, right now I would say people are really digging the, the golden black one. Yeah. That one's sick. Yeah. Our gold edition. And then we have, um, it's in the light sensitive model. It's all black. Okay. People really like that one. And then I don't know if it's just because it's the newest one color scheme that just came out but the pink one people always seem to like yeah and let's talk about the pink one for a quick second um every year for the last four years i've been with the company you guys have done breast cancer awareness Mm -hmm. and then this year you didn't do the breast cancer awareness is that kind of with the covid or you guys kind of stepping away from that yeah no it was just i think um you know it was a foundation that we gave back to for five plus years or so and we just Yeah, we just didn't this year. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. No, you, but, some, you can't do stuff every year. Right. It, so uh, it had nothing to do with COVID or anything. Okay. But yeah, but they still came out with a pink one. Yeah. Just but, kept the tradition October, kind of kept it alive. Yeah, it just didn't go to a foundation. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't mark it as it did or anything either. So, Dude, I buy all those things and I just leave them in the case and put them in my office. Like yeah. I just collect them. Yeah, no, people, <laughs> people like it. Yeah, no, they're awesome. And I, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I always look forward to LEs, not just from you guys, but from everybody like our, you know, from Fly and Alpine Star. It's like the LEs, like my thing. Like, I don't know why I got an issue. My wife hates it, but yeah, it is what well, it is. So, she's got to hate you for something, right? I mean, that's why we're here. <laughs> like, if our wives didn't hate us, I'd feel like there was something going on. Um, So, for you going, you know, going into 21 with contracts, you got Stuart, um, you got PC. Do you guys have Brayton again next year too? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Did did he go to that one company that I think uh, we'll talk about that off air? But uh, so know him. Like who else would you have? Uh, don't don't quote me on the Brayton thing, but okay. I don't think we have him this okay. year. Okay. Well, I heard on another podcast that he might be going into a, a goggle for a company that I kind of close with. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's done or not. Okay. But, um, we don't we don't break news on this show dave we just talk about it. yeah we let okay. other people talk about it okay um but uh so Stuart, pc who else you got when does the show come out uh tomorrow mm. should i edit that out no oh okay. no no <laughs> we have another guy i just don't know when we're when announcing we're, it yeah okay okay but um he, he, i mean he's running it on his instagram and stuff so oh is he yeah because i know there's a ktm rider like 37 that doesn't have a goggle deal yet and he's still trying to work a goggle deal yeah not not yeah. with us. Okay. Um, so who else? Is there anybody else I'm missing? I honestly wasn't paying attention to who you said. Stuart, PC, and that's all anybody I know. Because if it, if Brayton doesn't have it, and then you have another guy you said you're getting ready to announce this week, mm-hmm. 
Moto Spot Show. You never know what you're going to hear on this show. <laughs> uh, we also have the Rockstar 250 team. Okay. Yep. I forgot about those guys. Yeah, they yep. wear fly. Yeah, they do. Fuck, I should probably know mm-hmm. that. Um, and they got. I don't even know who's on that team this year. Wow. Styles Robertson. Yep. And Jalik Swole. Mm-hmm. And who else? RJ Hampshire. That's right. RJ. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I want to get fired. <laughs> I'm getting fired. And then we got Osborne. He's in Oakley's. Mm-hmm. Anderson's in Oakley's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is he? Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, okay. You tell me what he's in. I don't know. I mean, he, uh, Team Fried runs his own program. <laughs> um, and then what about Rock River? Who's on? Who does Rock River? That whole new team, I, uh, I you don't, don't know, know them. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. I mean I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I don't I don't know who their goggle is. All right, so contract wise, what do you guys do? Just years? What do you guys try to focus on? Do you guys like the team deal over the individuals, or do you like team deals better? It can go both ways. I okay. mean, you can say like the team's cool, but if maybe riders are getting hurt and the team has to put people on there, yeah. Maybe those people aren't someone you would sponsor anyway. So, you know, you're spending money on product that maybe you didn't really wouldn't have or something. But yeah. but then individuals, you can look at it like when they get hurt, it's like, well, now what? Right. Depends. But if they're active on social media, even though they're hurt, that's great. But not everyone's like that. So, I mean, yeah, there's true. pros and cons to both. Okay. Um, guy just drew a brain, uh, brain fart. Um, so for co- contract wise, like bonuses, like. Do you guys do heat races, mains, and championship, or do you do just championship, or how's that work? It all it it depends based, on the contracts. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's all different. I remember watching a championship where one of your riders got taken out by Osborne, mm-hmm. and Primo was sitting with us watching that race, and he's like, "Well, that I don't have to ride a championship bonus yeah. this year." <laughs> I yeah, was like, "That was an dang, exciting race. That was a good race." But it was just I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know that there was a championship. Bo- I thought it was just like a contract, and that was. But I didn't know actually yeah. goggle companies paid championship bonuses. Yeah, that actually go to the rider, not to the right. team. Yep. So, um, I didn't. Yeah, like I said, you learn something new every day. So, as far as Scott goes, do you uh, do you think for you guys? The GNCC is something you guys want to get more into. Do you guys see yourself? Because I know like X brand's pretty big in GNCC and like that. I mean, that's, you got Caleb Russell, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we've had Caleb. I mean, he yeah. just he just retired, retired, but yeah, we have Ben Kelly. Okay. So, do you guys ever go to any GNCCs, or um, do you guys want to maybe? Because it seems like that you know Jason Wygant and Steve talked about it last week. It's like. More people are starting to get into the off-road world because, okay, you know you race at 10 o'clock. You know you're done by oh, yeah. 12 o'clock. So it's like they're getting huge turnouts, and more sponsors are coming into GNCC. So do you guys see yourselves kind of break? Again, I know there's only three of you. but Yeah, no, I mean, we're all about it. So for, I mean, specifically speaking about GNCC, there's already a, a goggle sponsor. that, So we're not allowed to be there. Okay. We could go, like, in a gear bag to help the riders or whatever. Right. But, like, we're not allowed to be there and set up or whatever. But we do sponsor the sprint enduro series okay yeah i've heard it yeah so we went to one of those and yeah we definitely want yeah. to dabble more into yeah i remember Knowles texting me and he's like hey are you going to north carolina or south yeah. carolina and he was going to that one yeah it was just like a month ago yeah yeah yep. so and then i'm i'm with a dealer that's also the factory mechanic for jordan ashburn and i know he's okay. looking for a goggle company for next year so i think that's kind of one of the things to where like that those riders are getting more and more popular so i think that would be cool to see like you said, getting kind of dabbling more in it because I know there's a big tire company too that's um, coming into the GNCC next next okay. year too. Yeah, no. So, so um, part of this mini O's plan was I drove a Sprinter out here. Knowles is gonna drive it home to PA. Okay. So that way we do have a van out here on the East Coast because of those kind of races and stuff. So that yeah. way, yeah, it's more accessible for us. Well, what blew my mind is I didn't know that till because you know being from California, it's all moto. Yeah. So there's a few you know works works races right, or works. whatever but but moto is pretty big but moving out here like we have a series called mid-south and then there's like a series in indiana called ixcr and like they're averaging like a thousand entries a weekend yeah like, no it's huge yeah and that was like i feel like pre-covid they were getting those kind of entries yeah like, now it's even more yeah no it's it's awesome i mean yeah um so with covid and stuff what do you guys how good was your guys year were you guys records just like everybody else yeah, I think it's pretty um, across the boards for any outdoor industry that yeah gets people outside. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, for sure. I think we can 
we can hope that it carries over and we can pray. Like I know I forecasted for us to be up. So, but, um, really that's kind of what I want to talk to you about is get more insight, talk about the goggle, talk about how you got into the industry. That's kind of why we do this show is kind of highlight people like you that came from racing and now are in the industry and, um, kind of do different, all different jobs. And cause you know, everybody's like, how do I get into the sport? You know, I right. want to do this. I want to do that. But you know, it's, nine o'clock on a monday night and we're 10 o'clock yeah 10 o'clock and we're still working like yeah i mean i was at the track at seven yeah and i'll have have to be again there tomorrow at seven so i'll uh i'll get off here and let you go to bed but anything else you'd like to say before we go or anything you want to talk about or anything no again i mean thanks for you know no thank you yeah Uh, hopefully i had something interesting to say but no i mean everybody that i just always think for anybody like just do like follow what you're into. Like don't yeah. do it because you want to make money or, I mean, obviously you need to pay the bills and everything, but no, I mean, I think passion goes a long way basically yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like if you love dirt bikes, try to work in the dirt bike industry. If you love golf, yeah. try to get in the golf industry. So yeah. follow your dreams. Like, you know, my dream, I knew I was going to be an athlete, but I wanted to be a rep. So it's one of those things where I had to move across the state to make it happen. But all in all, I think, you know, like I said, we've done in the past, talked about it. You just kind of got to adapt and, yeah and just be passionate about it and all everything will work out totally well guys thank you so much for listening a huge scott shout out to scott goggles dave janolfi um sponsoring the show i was actually super surprised when you guys reached out i was like you guys want to sponsor the motorsport show all right cool yeah, uh, dude, we're all about it man <laughs> so um and then of course works connection motion pro bell ray company and uh spot network tv couldn't be possible without these guys so huge thanks to everybody check this episode out if you guys have any feedback let us know um find dave on uh scottsports.com scotts-sports.com what are you finding me for just because we everybody wants to come check out your goggles oh, okay. okay so check out scott not check out dave oh i didn't know i didn't know what, what, well i can send we your only fans if you want me to send them to your <laughs> i really didn't know what you, i didn't know if you were given their Insta- I, instagram well i was I gonna throw you out your instagram but then i kind of had a brain fart and forgot you didn't have instagram yeah no so. i mean i do this the scott, scott one, one. So. so yeah so that's scott sports usa correct? scott sports usa and yep. they're scott motorsports yep so and then um and then the website scott sports or I think it's got sports. I'm sure if you Google Scott goggles, goggles you're going to find up. it. Yeah. And then buy from your local dealer too, assholes. Oh, for sure. Stay yeah. offline. <laughs> yes. That's another thing I wanted to say is we cherish our dealer network. Yes. And so, we wish more people would go into the dealers. So just before I ended the show, I know I was already closing out, but I just had this quick, quick thought. Dave and the guys at Scott are awesome. I had a guy who bought a pair of goggles and he had a little issue. He owned them for a month. And the, he had a little glue issue. Hit up Dave, got my dealer taken care of. Boom, bam, done. You think you can get that done at Rocky Mountain or any of those other companies? Shoot, no, those jerkies don't even know what the Scott Goggle is. Actually, that's that's rude. They do, but still, go to your local dealer because they're going to be able to take care of you if you have any issues. If you have any issues, and uh, you know, support those guys because we want to keep buying dirt bikes and we want to keep having jobs. Rocky Mountain is a great online they retailer. Are, they are. I can't. And they're a great partner of WPS. So yes. I, I just got to give them some shit because if we don't, that's what our industry is about. We got, we all love each other. No, but for sure, make a connection with your local dealer. They'll help yeah. you out more than you realize they can. And if you're ever in a, in a bind, they'll be there. Like, yeah. And I mean, now the goggle is such a staple. It's almost like oil. Like, everybody yeah. stocks a scott goggle it's, it seems like i don't know anybody you know what i mean it just it's just one of those if things they don't you, you're not doing your job as a rep i mean okay dave we're still recording all right so back her down <laughs> all right boys and girls um thank you guys so much moto spot show episode six episode six episode seven is a wrap um huge thanks again to scott to dave um works connection motion pro so check all those guys out we will actually have a giveaway Knowles doesn't know it yet but i'm gonna ask him for a goggle to give away after the show is live so be on the lookout for that it'll be on instagram so huge thanks to you guys and uh episode six is out moto spot show